Welcome to Straight from the Author, a podcast that gives you a front row seat as leading authors discuss their books at a Warren Public Library. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out tonight for this event. I'm really happy to be here. One of the great surprises of writing this cookbook has been that I've basically been taking a tour of all of Michigan's libraries. <laughs> and a library is one of my favorite places to be, so I'm, I'm very honored to be able to do that. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the book, of course. But first, I, I always like to start by talking about how I started the business and kind of the whole process of that. It's a lot of what I focus on in the book that's not kind of a recipe. So I'm going to talk about the business, then I'll transition to talking about the book. Uh, so I started Sister Pie in November of 2012. I'd been living in Brooklyn, New York for six years after college. I was a theater major in college and moved to New York to pursue that, but kind of landed a whole variety of jobs trying to you know, pay my rent while living in Brooklyn. And throughout the process, really started to become interested in food. Um, I had grown up liking to eat food and cooking and baking here and there with my parents, but it wasn't until I was kind of living on my own that I was really forced to figure it out. And it was during a time when there was sort of a food revolution happening. People were starting to talk about food in a different way. People were getting excited about what they were eating again. They were talking about organic food and local food and writing food blogs and TV shows and all this sort of stuff was really kind of blossoming around this time that I was living in New York and I wanted a part of it. I was so curious and I started filming a cooking show out of my apartment, which was kind of merging my theater passion with my newfound uh, passion for food. And I would make a recipe every week. I would put my laptop on top of my refrigerator and kind of just film it live um, and then edit it a couple days later and post one video every single Friday. I did about 100 episodes of that before I decided to retire the show. While I was doing it, I also started working at a bakery in New York called Momofuku Milk Bar, which is now pretty famous and, and kind of a global bakery. There, there's many locations. I started working behind the counter and then transitioned back into the kitchen. So I spent a total of two years working there, uh, really learning about all, all different aspects of the business things I'd like to do in my own and things that I wouldn't maybe do in my own. And that was a really formative experience. And it was while I was there that I was able to travel to Michigan, actually, where I was from, of course, to um, do a couple of internships. So I worked at uh, Zingerman's Bakehouse and Avalon International Breads just a week at each place. Momofuku, the company, um, provided scholarships for, for people who were interested in, in learning more. And I chose that opportunity to go back to my home state, which I think most people would go to Japan or something. But <laughs> I was really, really intrigued about kind of what was happening in Detroit and Ann Arbor. And what I learned from those businesses was that they were focused on a triple bottom line mission, which is a mission that focuses not only on profit, but also on people and the planet. And that was something that I hadn't really heard about before, and it really resonated with me. And this idea of wanting to open a business for good and not just for making good cookies. 
Uh, around that time, I also was able to travel to San Francisco for the first time, and I visited some cooperative-style bakeries and, and food restaurants, uh, places that were worker-owned and that were kind of doing things a little bit differently. And the, the focus, again, was a little bit more on food justice and social good than it was just on being the, the most trendy place in town. Dur between those two experiences, I felt really inspired to do something of my own, and so I moved back to Michigan in 2012 and moved in with my parents in Milford, um, started baking pies for family and friends and then officially launched at Thanksgiving that year, selling about 40 pies on my own and then the next year I spent kind of writing the business plan, testing out more pie recipes and selling pies continuously to mostly family and friends. I got a few random customers in there as the year went on which was very exciting. And then by year two, I was ready to move into a commercial kitchen space in Detroit. So that's when I became able to sell to wholesale accounts like coffee shops and markets because I was now working not out of a home kitchen, but out of a licensed kitchen. During that time, I gained an intern who is now my longest standing employee. And we just kept making lots and lots of pie and cookies and bringing it to all sorts of places in Detroit. Uh, one of the places was Parker Street Market, which is was a little market across the street from where we're currently located. And they started it um, back in 2014. They would sell juice and produce and cereal and lots of Michigan products. So we were one of them, and they allowed me to bring stuff to them. Basically, I could bring whatever I wanted. If I was experimenting with a scone recipe, they would just take it and sell it. And it was a really great opportunity for me to connect with customers in a particular area, but also to see that people would travel to that area from other places to try Sister Pie and to keep having Sister Pie. So then we found a space that was across the street. It w used to be a hair salon, and we realized it was perfect. I loved the neighborhood. I wanted to live there on myself, uh, in, like personally, and we, we had this strong connection to the people in the neighborhood already, a connection that would only grow as time went on and continues to grow. So we started to fundraise for the space. We did a contest called the Hatch Detroit Contest that awards $50,000 to a startup business. And we had to kind of rally for votes and post lots of videos and run around town trying to tell people about Sister Pie. And we ended up winning the contest, which was awesome. And it would, be, it would have been really hard for us to kind of get that kickstart without that contest. From there, I was able to take out some non-traditional loans. We did a 24-hour dance marathon that raised $26,000. And we opened the bakery doors on April 24th, 2015. So the bakery itself just celebrated four years um, of being alive. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, it's just been kind of a whirlwind. As soon as the doors opened, we had a dozen more employees. We have 16 today, including myself. And we've just been trying to keep up with the demand, um, increasing the amount of pie we make as much as we can without sacrificing the quality of our lives and the quality of the food, and trying to kind of tell the story of what we are while listening to our community and hearing what they want from us. I wrote this cookbook. Um, the process for this started back in 2016. So the, the bakery itself had only been open for a, not even a year. Uh, my editor, Lorena Jones, visited Sister Pie with her family and kind of fell in love with it and 
kind of reached out to me out of the blue and asked if I'd ever considered writing a cookbook. Very lucky situation for me. I, of course, had considered writing the cookbook, but being as I was running a business all the time, I didn't really you know, set aside the time needed to start working on that plan. But she kind of pushed me along, and I spent the better part of 2016 kind of gathering all of the recipes and the table of contents and then working with recipe testers. I had five friends who live kind of all over the country who would receive recipes from me that I had scaled down from recipes that we use in the bakery. Um, they would practice them and try them out and then send me back notes. Sometimes I would have to send them um, edits of the recipe that they could try again. Sometimes it worked out just fine. It was kind of a mix, but it was a lot of work. Um, there's 85, I think, recipes in this book 85 or 75, we'll find out. Um, and, uh, but, but there were at least definitely 85 that we were testing. You know, We had to cut many recipes as the process went along. So that was a lot of back and forth. Of course, I was doing this all while I was running Sister Pie. So by the time I needed to write the bulk of the book, so the introductions to every recipe, um, the introduction to the book, all of the non-recipe writing, I realized that I needed a lot more time to do it. So I ended up taking a full month away from the bakery and I traveled to a couple of different places and became a full-time writer for that period. It was really awesome for me in the book. It was not so great for Sister Pie <laughs> and the staff. I mean, they made it through, but I think it was really stressful for them and it was a great learning experience for us in the end to realize kind of what our business needed to be able to do to pull me away from it or to pull any of the kind of strong leaders away from it. And I think sometimes business owners don't have that opportunity to step away to realize kind of what they're doing and, and what is the unspoken stuff that they do. Um, and that really was very a valuable experience. And I finished the book. So the book came out um, about a year after that because there's all of the photography and then all the editing and that whole process takes a long time. And we were aiming for a fall launch because it's a great time to launch a cookbook. So the book came out October 2nd of last year. Um, it's had a great response. Uh, we sold more copies than the publisher thought we would, which was awesome. And uh, I've been able to do all these really fun and wonderful things, including being here with you tonight. So um, one thing that I always like to do is read from the book. When I first thought about doing these signings, I thought, what, what do you read from a cookbook? And I even contemplated po possibly reading the table of contents out loud because it's <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the book. But I did write, like I said, a fair amount of non-recipe writing. And, and one of the things that I wrote was the epilogue. And it's probably my favorite thing that I wrote in the book because it's, it's a truly personal piece of writing. And it's about um, kind of my role as a boss and my role as a business owner in Detroit. My understanding of what sisterhood means has expanded over the course of my lifetime and will, I trust, continue to transform. It began when my sister Sarah was born and I learned to share. It continued as I made childhood friends, gleaning something new from each one as I discovered how to listen. It matures still in my role as a boss, working to develop inclusive values and practices. As a community member, I've grown to comprehend that I can and should question what has been made to seem normal. This path has not been perfect. I've made a million mistakes, burned bridges, and thought I knew it all before I knew enough. 
I had never considered opening a business until I considered opening one in Detroit. Every moment spent in this city surrounds me with kind, resilient people who collectively care for the greater good of our home. Detroit is too often advertised to outsiders as a blank slate, a wonderland where creative types can roam freely. The reality is that people have been making it work for a long time in Detroit, thriving against serious odds and protecting each other. My own familial ties to the region, coupled with this understanding, gave me the confidence I needed to succeed here. I happen to come from a family of family businesses. My grandfather started a plywood company in Detroit in 1967, and my father still runs it today. As times have changed, the meaning of family has changed, become more complex and more interesting. Family is not only loyalty to your kin, by its new definition, a family is a social unit of people who relate to each other. The ties that bind families together are greater than blood. Sister Pie is a family business. It is our duty in this world to evolve, to always ask questions, and to push constantly against a system that values some lives more than others. As a young white woman living in a, running a business in Detroit, there's no denying my privilege. Yet, as a business owner, I'm working to resist the patriarchal and capitalist norms that often define our work, our culture, and our world. I am surprised at how often the one I'm up against is me. Thanks. Straight from the Author has been brought to you by MyWarn. To hear more podcasts like this, visit MyWarn.org. Again, that's MIWarn.org.